Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Michelle Seiler Tucker, who is the founder and CEO of Seiler Tucker. Her website is SeilerTucker.com, which is spelled S-E-I-L-E-R-T-U-C-K-E-R. And she also is the author of the new book that's currently in pre-release, Exit Rich. And the website is ExitRichBook.com. So let me tell you a little bit about her, um, if I haven't already. Um, so as a 20-year veteran in mergers and acquisitions, Michelle has sold hundreds of businesses. Recognized as the leading authority on buying, selling, fixing, and growing businesses, Michelle sees opportunity where many are discouraged or have given up. Her passion is to save businesses that might otherwise close. She closes nearly 98% of all written offers and on average obtains 20 to 40% above the asking price for her clients. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jen. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just have to say how impressive your closing rate is. Um, I thought I should uh, start by talking about the big elephant in the room, uh, 2020, the pandemic times. Um, how, is, how has your business been uh, impacted? And I can imagine maybe in a positive way <laughs> uh, because of the pandemic with all the businesses, all the small business owners who really struggled um, this year. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't really been affected that much in the beginning, like I would say April, March, it was pretty dead. You know, buyers uh, wanted to void their contract. They didn't want to follow through. Sellers were nervous about selling mm -hmm. and everybody was in panic mode for the first couple months. Yeah. Now we're pretty much back to business, but it depends on the industry. I mean, depending upon the industry will really dictate how business goes because if it's anything in the hospitality, travel, restaurant industry, you know, things of that nature, um, things are not really moving unless, unless a turnaround specialist is looking for distressed assets or maybe a first time buyer looking for distressed assets that they can buy less expensive. Other than that, we really haven't had any issues. Um, we sell larger type businesses. So typically mm -hmm. $10 million and up and their EBITDA is usually a million and up. So mm -hmm. for those type of businesses, um, really nothing has changed because there are more buyers for good businesses and there are good businesses to buy. Wow. So if a business owner can get their EBITDA to over a million dollars and operate on what I call the six P's and exit rich, they're not going to have a hard time selling. I can create a bidding war on their business, which mm -hmm. will demand a much higher price. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, saying that and kind of glad to hear that uh, you're not too impacted. Uh, it's always great to bring people on the show and hear how they, um, if, if anything, they haven't been too impacted or their business actually like tripled <laughs> um, or they, yeah. paid, you well, know, didn't triple, but, <laughs> but we're doing good. You know, we're doing good. Cause again, we're in that, we're in that, you know, higher echelon where we're selling the businesses that have higher EBITDAs. Now we have small closings too. I mean, we have a bar closing, uh, that's that's going to close in two weeks with one mm -hmm. of my brokers. So we don't just sell large businesses, but you know um, the smaller businesses like the retail, the restaurants, things of that nature, that has been affected dramatically. But mm -hmm. as far as the larger businesses, we still have buyers that are burning cash in their pockets that they want to spend. <laughs> wow. 
Well, that is good news. Um, let's go ahead and talk, uh, dive in a little bit deeper with your company, Siler Tucker, Michelle. And you mentioned, as you just mentioned, you sell larger type businesses. And you also hinted that there was like six P's that mm-hmm. uh, you um, kind of uh, use to qualify um, helping these businesses. So tell us what those six P's are and sure. the process of working with these larger type businesses that want to sell or, or buy. Sure. So we really, you know, I, we specialize in working with I specialize in working with larger businesses, 10 million and up. However, mm-hmm. don't let that deter your audience because I do have a team of brokers and a team of analysts. We do work with smaller business owners as well. And it's really my passion and mission to help business owners save their business and sell their business for their desired price tag. So I really specialize a little bit about me. I specialize in not just selling businesses. I specialize in buying, selling, fixing, and growing companies. Mm-hmm. Because according to Steve Forbes, who also endorsed Exit Rich, Exit Rich is an Inc. original. Steve Forbes says eight out of 10 businesses will not sell. Mm-hmm. So I really work with my business owners to build their business, to have a sustainable, scalable business. So when they're ready, it is sellable. Mm-hmm. Because, and before I get into six P's, I just want to give you a little history. When yeah. I wrote Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth in 2013 and did the research, back then it used to be that 85 to 95% of all businesses, startups from one to five years, startups, Mm-hmm. go out of business. We all know that, right? That's common mm-hmm. knowledge. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're at great risk if you're a startup. Right, but right. When I wrote Exit Rich in 2019 and did the same research, I was really flabbergasted to learn that the the um, statistics business landscape has changed dramatically. It really flip-flopped. So mm-hmm. now it's only 30% of startups are at risk. Only 30%. Wow. So these startups go out there and start businesses. <laughs> However, out of 27.6 million companies, the businesses that have been in business 10 years or longer, 70% of those businesses will go out of business. Mm-hmm. 70%. And by the way, that's before COVID. Mm-hmm. Before wow. the pandemic. So that's why it really inspired me to write Exit Rich because you hear about the big public stores like Toys R Us, JCPenney's, Kmart, Steinmart, GNC's in trouble. Yeah. But you don't hear about the small private businesses that are shutting down every single day. And these business owners are baby boomers that pour their heart, their soul, their energy into their business and they're being forced to sell for pennies on the dollar, close their yeah. business or worse, file bankruptcy. When you file bankruptcy, you usually lose your personal assets too because most business owners commingle assets. Mm-hmm. So it's really my mission to help save one business owner at a time. So the six Ps that we talk about in Exit Rich is for anybody, for every business owner who's starting or buying a business, whether you want to sell or not, you should always plan your exit because if you build mm-hmm. a, scale- a sellable business, guess what? You always have a profitable business. Mm. So number one P is people. Um, people is very important. You don't build businesses. You build people and they build the business. Mm. So you got to have the right people in the right seats. And Jen, you have to ask the who question. Who opens the doors? Who deals with accounting? Who deals with customer right. service? Who deals with manufacturing, distribution, logistics, environmental, whatever it may be. The, the, the clue here is never to put your name next to the you. Mm. <laughs> so you should never be the you in your business. Mm. You should work on your business as a visionary, not in your business. And that's one of the biggest profit mistakes that business owners make. Mm-hmm. So that's people. Product. Ask yourself, are you in a uh, thriving industry or a dying industry? Do you have an Amazon or do you have a Blockbuster? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, many industries that were thriving before COVID are now dying. But that doesn't mean they have to be out of business. What that means is you have to align yourself with a mentor, an expert. Find somebody who's been down your path before who can help you see what you're not seeing. 
and ask transformational questions. Ask yourself, what business are you in? What do you do really well? What business should you be in? Mm-hmm. Those are transformational questions. Amazon did that. Amazon mm-hmm. asked themselves in the beginning, what business are we in? They're in the book business. Mm. And they asked themselves, what do we do really, really well? And they also, we do fulfillment really, really well. Mm. What business should we be in? Oh, we should be in a fulfillment business. Yeah. <laughs> Those three questions made, made Amazon a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Mm. So ask yourself those questions. Number three is processes. Mm-hmm. Processes are typically overlooked by most business owners, but they are one of the most important, important things you can have in your foundation when you're building a business. Mm-hmm. Your process should always be designed with the customer experience in mind. It should be productive, efficient, and most importantly, you should have training manuals, you should have SOP checklist, standard operating procedures, and you should have employees sign off on it. When you go to sell your business, if it's not papered well, the deal will not happen. Mm. And you've got to make sure the employees are trained on such. And then the fourth P is proprietary, which is probably the highest value driver. Proprietary, there are six pillars to proprietary. I'll say them really quickly. <laughs> Branding is number one. The more well-branded you are, the more we can get you for your company, as long as your, your brand is still relevant in the mind of the consumers. Mm. Blockbuster is not relevant anymore. Right. Toys R Us is not relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. The biggest brand in the world is Apple. Mm. $389 billion. That's just the brand, Jen. That's not mm-hmm. cash flow. That's not inventory assets, real estate, or anything else. That's just the brand. Wow. Coca-Cola is worth $89 billion. Mm. So build your brand, you'll build your value, which will help you exit for more. Trademarks are very important. Trademarks mm-hmm. will bring you more money as well. Most business owners go out and they get a, a trademark in their state. So if they're in Texas, they get a Texas trademark. Mm-hmm. But they never check to make sure that there's a federal trademark available. Mm. So a lot of times business owners will go build their, their business and build their brand and then they'll get a cease and desist letter in the mail that says, you have to stop using your company name because we have the federal trademark. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much money you're going to throw at that problem. That problem's not going away. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to change your company name. So go spend the $1,500 or $2,000 and protect your company name. Mm-hmm. All right. Same thing with patents. If you got something unique, get patents because patents drive value. Contracts are huge. Mm-hmm. If you have vendor contracts, um, distribution, exclusive distribution, franchisor has franchisee contracts, manufacturing, the most important and valuable contracts of all are client contracts. Mm. Here's the caveat. You must have the two-sentence transferability clause in the contract. And I will tell you, most owners don't have that language. Mm-hmm. It's two sentences. If you don't have that language, most sales are asset sales, not stock sales your deal will fall apart. Okay? Mm-hmm. Databases are big. If you have a great database and it can be repurposed and retargeted, then I can get you a lot of money for it. Facebook paid $19 billion for WhatsApp. WhatsApp mm-hmm. was hemorrhaging money. Hemorrhaging. Wow. So that they had a billion users and Facebook knew they could ROI monetize on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any type of, I call this um, IP real estate. So mm-hmm. let's say you have a skincare company. You have beautiful skin, Jennifer. And let's say you oh, thank you. have beautiful skin. And let's <laughs> say you have a skincare company and you have, and you're on Oprah's favorite things. Mm-hmm. That's valuable. A buyer mm-hmm. will pay for that. What we're talking about right now are synergies, building up these synergies that will create a building, a, a bidding war 
and cause buyers to pay more money for your particular business. Let's say that you have a skincare, a, a diet company, and Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Beck or somebody is endorsing your diet company. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or let's say that you manufacture um, comforters and you're number one on Wayfair. Mm-hmm. All of this is what we call IP real estate, which has huge value in M&A. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then the fifth P is patrons. So you have to ask yourself, do you have customer diversification or customer concentration? Do you follow the golden rule? Does your business follow the golden rule where 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your clients? And if you lose a couple of clients, then you could practically be out of business. Mm-hmm. If you've been in business 20, 30, 40, 50 years, your customers are probably aging out. Mm. Most business owners don't think about replacing with new generations, okay? And millennials don't buy the same way that that Gen X bought or the same way that baby boomers bought. Mm -hmm. Plus, Amazon has changed the way we all do business. Mm -hmm. Amazon has changed the way. Nobody gets in the car and goes to the mall anymore. They buy it on Amazon and then they go do their favorite activity so they have more free time to spend with their family. So figure out what your clients need, what your clients want, and how you can make it easier to do business with them. Mm-hmm. And then the last P is profits. We all want to be in business to make lots and lots of money. And profits, though, are never the problem. A mm-hmm. lot of clients will come to me and say, Michelle, I'm not profitable. That's my problem. I'm like, that's not your problem. Profits are the symptom. Mm-hmm. The symptom of not having the right people in place, not wow. being in the right, not having the right product. Your product goes on the way out not um, having the right efficient, productive processes with the customer experience designed in mind, not protecting your IP, not having the right customer diversification. If you don't operate on all five Ps, you will have a profit problem. I can promise you that. But if you do operate on all five Ps, you will be profitable. I can promise you that too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So just as a recap of the six P's to exit rich, um, number one is people, two is product, three is processes, four is proprietary, five is Patreon or Patreon, <laughs> uh, Patreon, and then six is profits or our profits. Um, wow. And I like how you said that, you know, profits are the symptom of not doing the first steps, the first five P's. And I think that's so powerful. And like, it sounds like it's really a um, kind of like your checklist, like you have to get the people right, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just really love how, you uh, created that and also made it really easy to remember. Yeah. Thank you. And then I always say you got to pivot. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> All right. There's my seventh P. You know, you got to pivot because in this pandemic, you can't do things the way you've always done. Because like I said, Amazon changed the way the consumers buy products and services. But guess what, Jen? Mm-hmm. COVID also changed the way that we purchase. Right. Because we used to, you know, we always bought our products and services from Amazon but we were still going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, lots of people are not even going to the grocery store anymore because Amazon, right. uh, Whole Foods, so right. they deliver groceries to your doorstep, but so will Walmart and Target now. So mm. Walmart and Target have pivoted, innovated, and that's why businesses go out of business is because they stop what I call AIM, A-I-M, mm. AIM, always innovate a market. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I think that... Um, one thing, I mean, I think it's so tragic to have seen a lot of uh, businesses that shut down um, in 2020, but at the same time, it's it's also been so inspiring to see how people have fit, uh, 
have uh, pivoted, like you said, uh, number seven. <laughs> it reminds me of um, you know this company I was uh, we were talking to a couple episodes back, where um, they sell uh, branded and promotional uh, merchandise, and a lot of these types of businesses have struggled um, during this time because I think typically when you um, get these promotional items, you uh, send them in bulk to a certain location. Um, well, they kind of mastered the fulfillment side um, as well, so that instead of uh, sending it to one office, they learned how to um, let you upload an Excel sheet of all of all of your, let's say, employees' addresses so we can get mailed individually to their house and they can still sort of have that um, in-person experience in a way, like feeling like they're getting that those special items that right. they don't have to go to a conference for, you know, and it's just so inspiring to see how people have really pivoted um, and, and everything. So, um, and this is great. Number seven is probably the most important. <laughs> all, right? you're gonna, you're gonna, it's kind of like the Great Depression, you know, you have more millionaires come out of the Great Depression than ever before. Same thing with COVID. You're going to have more millionaires, billionaires created out of this, out of this, you know, experience than mm-hmm. ever before. And it's all about, you know, there's money all around us. There's opportunity all around us. You just got to get out of being transactional and become transformational mm. and ask yourself those questions. What business am I in? What business should I be in? Yeah, I love that. So become transformational instead of transactional. Yes, because what happens, mm. Jen, and it, you know, it even happens with me sometimes, and I own multiple businesses that I'll come in the office and, you know, everybody throws 10 things at me. So they're all lined up at my door. <laughs> and I got to do this, I got to do that, and I got to do this and that. And I, this is all transactional. Yeah. You know, if you have the right people in place, the right liaison in place, a business owner should not be transactional. We should be transformational. Yeah. We should have all those layers covered and we should have an integrator in place that can handle everything else on the five Ps. And then we're the ones coming up with all the magical ideas. We're the ones that are thinking transformational mm-hmm. and then, you know, bringing those, those ideas to our team and then our team in, in, integrates and implements. Yeah. So Michelle, you have to tell me, um, I know that you've been in this space for 20 years now, but what was life, be- what was life like before that? What led I'm you to be? Twenty. <laughs> I wasn't assuming anything, but I am curious to know, how did you get into uh, mergers and acquisitions? Um, it seems like it's such a special, you know, niche to be in. You know, it is, it is a special niche. And I never, I never woke up one day and said, oh, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and, you know, most young people are clueless and have no ideas. That, probably shouldn't say clueless, but most young people have no idea what they want to be when they grow up. And mm-hmm. even older people don't know what they want to be when right, they grow up. Right. Um, but I have always been an entrepreneur. And I have, you know, always owned different types of small businesses. Mm -hmm. I did get kind of sucked up into corporate America where I worked at Xerox. And within six months at Xerox, everybody nicknamed me the closer. That was my nickname was the closer. Wow. When somebody can close a deal, they say, get the closer. (laughs) (laughs) And then six months, and then, like I said, six months after being there, then my manager came to me and she said, Michelle, and she's a female manager. And she said, you really need to throw your hat in the rink and, uh, and apply for the regional VP position, vice president position. She goes, you're never going to get it, but you should do it. And I go, why mm-hmm. would I apply for something I'm never going to get? <laughs> and she said, it's a three-month process. I go, that's mm-hmm. a lot of time and energy and effort for something yeah. I'm never going to get. And she said, Michelle, because it will be the best experience of your life. You will learn more doing this than anything else. Wow. So I listened to her. She's kind of my mentor a little bit. And I said, you know what? Her name was Lori. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll throw my name in the hat. But she said, I said, why will I never get it? And she said, because you've been here six months. Xerox never promotes anybody that hasn't been here 
for at least five years. Mm. And everybody I was up against had been here for five years, six years, 10 years, et cetera. And these were my friends. Yeah. So I did it. It was a three-month process. She was right. I learned a lot. I ended up getting it. <gasps> wow. I ended up getting it out of it. I guess I truly am the closer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because I ended up getting it. And then all my friends hated my guts because I beat them. <laughs> So like I would Yikes. go to the cafeteria and I would sit at their lunch table and I would get up and leave kind yeah. of like mean girls in high school. You know? Oh no, that's awful. So that's awful. Anyway, I did that position for six months and I was just missing entrepreneurship because the problem with corporate America, you never take your number one salesperson. I was their number one salesperson. You never take mm -hmm. your number one salesperson and promote them. That is bad, bad, bad business. Mm. And they did that. And the problem with corporate America is I had meetings to have meetings to have meetings to have another meeting to follow up on the meetings you had. And I was just in meetings all the time. I was never doing what I love. What I love mm -hmm. is talking to clients, finding out what the problems are, finding out what the wants are and solving their problems and giving them what they want and, and what they need. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I started looking for a business to buy a franchise and I stumbled across the franchise. They had a couple locations and my husband actually knew one of the partners and I said, look, I want to buy a franchise. I'm going to keep my six-figure job with my benefits because I was making six figures at Xerox. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was a regional vice president. I mean, that's pretty high up there for a woman. Yes. And um, they said, we don't want you to buy a franchise. We want you to become our partner and we'll give you a franchise. Wow. And I said, hmm, you have two <laughs> locations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have not been successful. Mm -hmm. I have a successful corporate high-level position with great benefits and pay, I'm not going to leave that great position for a company that's not successful. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll try it out for six months and we see how it goes. Mm -hmm. but I'm going to keep my day job. I'm going to work for you. I'm going to work with you nights and weekends. We'll go to trade shows. We'll host our own events. We'll do all this stuff. Anyway, long story short, I made more money in six months than I did an entire year at Xerox. Oh, wow. I, here, I ended up resigning Xerox. After I got the position, for, I was only in that position for six months and then everybody's really mad at me because... <laughs> I'm like, well, it's open again. Go apply for it. So anyway, I um, ended up um, leaving Xerox and becoming a franchise partner with this organization. They gave me a franchise as well. Mm -hmm. But then they did what most companies do. And this is a good story because there's, there's, you know, something really important lesson in here mm -hmm. is that I sold so many franchises. I sold over 300 franchises. They couldn't keep up. Wow. They never built the foundation to, to handle the growth. Wow. And that's what a lot of business owners do. They, they build what they think is a foundation and then they go market, 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 market. And they start getting businesses, I mean business, and then they start losing clients because they can't provide a quality service experience. If you can't provide wow experiences for your clients mm -hmm. and under promise and over deliver, they're going to go somewhere else. Right. And so this is what was happening. So they were overpromising, underdelivering, not fulfilling everything that they said they were going to get their franchisees. I was stuck in the middle because I made the sale, and these are my good friends. I was going to their weddings, the hospitals when they had babies, their birthday wow. parties, stayed yeah. at my house when I went in town. And the franchise and my partners are, you know, they're like, You're on our team. You're a partner. And I go, no, 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 no. Yes, I'm a partner, but no, I'm not on your team. I'm not on your side. I'm on their side. Mm -hmm. They're the clients. Mm -hmm. I'm on their side. And so it was just a nightmare. We were, just, <laughs> we were fighting constantly because mm -hmm. they, wouldn't, they couldn't get through the thick heads. Mm -hmm. You have to deliver superior customer service. Otherwise, you're going to lose all these franchisees. And they're, they're going to do what? They're going to go form a class action suit and you're going to be out of business. 
Right. So I said, look, I don't want to be part of a class action suit. And that's where I see this going. I want out. And (laughs) so anyway, I had them buy me out. And then I said, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the obvious thing? The obvious thing was mergers and acquisitions, selling businesses, because I was already selling franchises. Yeah. How how much harder could it be? I, I asked myself. And, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, it can't be that much harder. Well, it's a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot harder to sell a business, an existing business, than it is a new franchise. Yeah. Because there's a lot more moving parts. Yeah. And of course, the rest is history. Here you are and having been Here thinking 20 years ago and yeah. doing incredible things. And now your book, uh, Exit Rich. Um, Michelle, wow. I, I feel like we only like touched the tip of the iceberg to how incredible of a woman and business uh entrepreneur you are. So I just want to thank you again for being on our show and any final closing thoughts to our entrepreneurs and small business owners listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Sure. And then I like to tell them how they can get extra rich if that's okay. Of course you can. (laughs) So any closing thoughts? Um, When I always want, I guess my closing thought would be you're never stuck. A lot of a lot mm. of business owners are like, I'm stuck. You know, I'm stuck in COVID. I'm stuck in this situation. You are never stuck. Mm-hmm. You just think you're stuck. There are lots and lots of people like myself that are passionate about saving small business. Small yeah. business is the backbone of our economy, employing over half the U.S. workforce. If we lose small business, we lose jobs, and we lose spending power then it's a trickle-down effect, and then other businesses start to close. So you're never stuck. But when you're in your fog, it's foggy. So you need an outsider's perspective Mm -hmm. to help you. When you're inside of the bottle, it's hard to read the label from the inside of the bottle. So I always always tell my clients, you need an outsider's perspective to read the warning signs and Mm. keep you out of the danger zone. So align yourself with an expert who's been down your path before who can help ask, ask these transformational questions and help you pivot so that you cannot just survive but thrive later and take massive action. Don't panic. The worst thing you can do is panic. Mm. The most important thing you can do is align yourself with the right group of entrepreneurs, the right mentors, and take massive action. Beautiful. So everyone can go get the book. Can I tell them now? Yes, you can. Right. <laughs> Your moment. <laughs> My moment. Yay. So we're actually in the middle. We had to put pivot too, by the way. Mm. Exit Rich was supposed to come out in April. <laughs> oh, wow. 2020. So we had to pivot and push it back to January. However, um, Exit Rich is available. It's going to be available at all retailers, Amazon, Hudson, Barnes & Noble. But if you go to ExitRichBook.com, you can get Exit Rich Book now. For $24.79, you can read a digital download today, and then we will ship the hardcover to your doorstep when it comes out in January. So you don't have to wait till January. Beautiful. It makes a great Christmas gift too. And in addition to that, you will receive a lifetime membership to Exit Rich Book Club. Exit Rich Book Club is where I do a lot of these video trainings where we take deep dives into the six P's, into um, seller sanity check, the buyer sanity check, all these different things that are in 315 pages of Exit Rich. Mm-hmm. And then most importantly, Jen, what we have is what I call digital downloads. A lot of business owners have never even seen an employee handbook or an employee non-compete or an organizational chart or a sample purchase agreement, a sample letter of intent, sample due diligence checklist, sample closing docs. All these documents mm-hmm. are in 
my Exit Rich Book Club and you can download them. Okay. Awesome. And then they get, but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> Love. 30 days in the club CEOs and then club CEOs, that's where I do one-on-ones. I do masterminds. I do Q and A's and hot seats to help business owners get unstuck. Beautiful. Wow. Well, again, Michelle, thank you so much for your time and what you do and continue to do to help our small business owners. Um, And it was a pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Yes. And once again, this is Michelle Seiler Tucker, founder and CEO of Seiler Tucker. Her website is SeilerTucker.com, which is spelled S-E-I-L-E-R-T-U-C-K-E-R.com. And of course, you can uh, get the pre-release of the book, Exit Rich Now at ExitRichBook.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, Tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.